On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit more about our trip planning and our trip planning series, and we're going to go through some steps you should take prior to arriving at Walt Disney World. That's coming up on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Traveling with a Mouse. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's going good. All right. This is episode number 212, and it is Monday, May the 13th. I always get to think about the date. You would think I would prepare such things prior to the show. Guess what but. day it is. You should know what day it is. We do these live <laughs> right. every morning. <laughs> take them out. Right. As I mentioned uh, in our introduction, that we're going to talk a little bit more about trip planning. And what I thought it'd be interesting to do is um, I had mentioned not too long ago how I had a trip coming up that we were planning for. So far, still on track for September of this year. And uh, trying to do a combo of a three-night cruise along with uh, staying on property as well. I have not booked the cruise part of this. I know that sounds kind of crazy given how close, close it is. But other than I have reserved a spot because last time we were on one, uh, I was looking at doing one in the future, and I didn't know exactly the when. Mm-hmm. And uh, I discovered that they now have an option where you can just put, basically, I think it was 200 bucks down, thereabouts. And uh, you can choose to go anytime in the next two years. So to stay to stay within that two-year time frame, that would be before this year is out. Yeah. And that's what they so, offer you while you're on the ship, right? That's what they offer you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because what it is is while you're on a sailing, that's pretty much the best discount you can get. You just kind yeah. of lock in the discount for the next two years um, by by down, paying 200 down or something like that. I think that was what it was. I really don't remember. I know it was in that range. It was not more than three. But you get 10% if you book it while you're on the actual cruise. Hmm. So, I mean, that's the... That's the absolute best price you're going to get outside of booking a year and a half in advance when it comes to cruises. Or in some cases, maybe very last minute, but usually last minute is still not the cheapest that the the fare is going to be. So I probably have mentioned that before in another episode that we had. I know we did one on my uh, cruise that we did, uh, the four-night one back in December of 2017. So if you want to look that one up, we maybe Mm -hmm. could post a link to it in the notes of this one, just in case you're interested. Sure. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about the pre-planning part, partially because of that one I have coming up. Plus, believe it or not, we have a non-Disney trip to Orlando that I'm like literally about to go on. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to this, I may already be on my way. Right. Yeah. As we speak. <laughs> As we speak. Yes. Yeah. But for that one, we actually planned on it's 
we're planning on going to SeaWorld. It's not out of the question that we might visit Universal as well. <gasps> um, or one or the other. Gasp. I know that sounds so shocking. Gasp. Well, it is traveling with the mouse. It is, um, what did we say? All our travels. That's but mostly true. Disney. That so, is true. This is the other part. Yeah. This is in there. I think the only episode we haven't done on Disney is the one I did on the Polar Express train thing I did, and nobody cared about that whatsoever. Right. So far. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, okay. Well, it wasn't exactly like going to SeaWorld or, or Universal right. or Dollywood. It was it was the Polar Express train. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, that's true. It's not... Definitely pales in comparison, but... You're right, all right. Still... It's something you can do. Right. You know, which, you know, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it recently, but I saw video on Dollywood. Well, it's actually Tim Tigers. For those of you that keep up with YouTube, yes, Tim and Jen, they went. And I only had been once like 1990, I think it was. So I was like 12 or 11, actually, because I would have turned 12, I think. Yeah, would have turned yeah. 12 in November of that year. So... I'm sure a lot's changed in, what, 20, almost 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, back to the subject again. Whenever I was planning the one that I'm going on in September, yeah, I came across, and I did this one time before, but I actually put input my trip on touring plans. And yeah. on touring plans, they it's kind of neat to, I don't really necessarily follow everything along with it but just seeing what they have available is kind of cool one thing i do is i do set up requesting a room and i've already done that and uh, i have my days tentatively planned out actually so i don't really have a plan plan in place but i have the days planned out so by selecting room you mean the actual room number yes so that because Touring Plans has that feature where you can, they'll fax over Disney a room request where you can request a very specific room. But they also on their website have like an idea of what the room view will look like from that room. That right. Kind of thing, so. And that's kind of what you base your request on Yeah, is what room you get. I mean, what room you see, you know, right. what, what, what yeah. uh, photos out there. For this particular trip... I will not say it stays this way because it has. It, all, it seems like it always happens. I start with one, and I end up in another. I've already changed it once already. I started out at Pop Century, now I'm at All Star Movies. So, I'm trying to stick to the All Star Movies because I really want to do one of the All Stars. So I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I, the more I look at stuff, though, I'm always tempted. Right. You ever feel that way? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> Especially yeah. when discounts come out, you're like, "Oh, I saved a bunch of money at Coronado, but I could go to Polynesian for only seven thousand dollars more." Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so anyway, right. <laughs> um, I did find a room that I, I was requesting bottom floor, even though they're not that high, just to, you know, try and satisfy my wife somewhat. And when it comes to that, because they do have, you know, outside entry. Rooms right. there. Yep. I can't remember the reason I picked this one. Now I'm looking at the view, and it's not like it's. I mean, it's somewhat a nice view. It's not of anything in particular, but I chose room 9720, and it is part of the Toy Story section. Ah, that's cool. 
That's the that's the idea. That's what I'm shooting for anyway. I mean, I'm, I have a preferred room, so that's also likely to be in the Toy Story section. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, those to, are also refurbished. Yeah. Oh, that's that's always important. So, to me, with values, I would think transportate like uh, location close to transportation would be my thing as far as requesting a room because. Like you were saying, most the rooms are all outside to inside entry. They're not so the view is basically of a, a walkway, and then you know it's not like a deluxe hotel where you're on a balcony looking out. Right. Um, so the view is not as important necessarily. I mean, it can be, nope. but not really. I, I the rooms picked more based on you know what I think is going to be closest to. Yeah. certain things like close to okay if I, if I step out yeah. where what's like close by like if i go down this hallway what's easiest to get to sometimes stuff like that you know yeah my my thought so, would be like trying to get to the bus station quickly or if that's a priority right. obviously or right. you know closest to the pool or something like that you know closest to the stairs or elevator or whatever it might be like say for instance, just to give an example of an, of one that I have done before, and I didn't actually request it, but it just worked out that way. Having a room at the Tahiti Building at Polynesian, you know, if you have the the one side of the building of the the one of the exits, yeah, of the building, you go out that side, and you're literally right there. I mean, not you know, like a stone's throw to transportation and ticket center if you go out that side right yeah 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 so it's it's really convenient for that i personally over there have always liked the pago pago building i say always we stayed there a time or two way back in the day but i stayed there in 2016 the last time i stayed at polynesian and the fact that it has its own parking lot along with being somewhat close to transportation and ticket center i liked yeah because if I wanted to, I had an option of using my own vehicle, which I think kind of works out, especially if you're going to one of the parks far away, like, say, Animal Kingdom. Uh, it actually works out better, in my opinion, to, to, to take the personal vehicle. Bus is still not bad. Yeah. I think it works out better. Right. But and the time... Anyway. The t- well, I was just going to say really quick, the time we did that at Polynesian, and I wanted to do a... Uh, we splurged for a theme park view room or lagoon view with theme park view. And I looked at all the different, the good thing about the touring plans is you can look at all the different rooms in different buildings that have that category of theme park view. So, cause like the whole Hawaii building is, um, club level so those wouldn't count in terms of just a regular theme park view but if it's theme park view club level so there's a handful of rooms that are theme park view but not club level and so you can literally see what the view looks like from different buildings and so I settled on Tuvalu which is off by kind of off by itself in the on the other side of the boat dock which it's more secluded but it's way far away if you're trying to walk to the TTC or the Epcot monorail. It's like the complete opposite side. 
but it is pretty close to the the main, you know, the great ceremonial house. So anyway, so I weighed the pros and cons, and I wanted something a little more secluded. So that's why I chose Tuvalu. So the it's a really helpful tool to be able to see what the rooms look like and where and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would say that on the the trip that I went, that I said we stayed in Pago Pago. Yeah. I'd actually requested uh, a room in, gosh, what's the name of that building? I can't think of it now. Uh, Takilau. Takilau, oh. I actually requested a room there, so I didn't even get the same building. But I don't know if it had to do with time period or what have you. But um, anyway, I get, still got a good room in my opinion. But, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I requested a totally different longhouse. But. So sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I think that if you request a certain area that they try to get you close to where you originally asked, and sometimes that can work against you. I would say if you have this the, the general narrowed down, like I want preferred, all right, you've already I'm paying for preferred, so you know you're going to get a, a decent room anyway. I think if you keep it simple sometimes, just like whether it's ground floor or high or which, whichever, keep it simple like that and let them kind of do the choosing from there. They usually choose one of the best rooms they have available from yeah. what I've experienced. So they do a pretty good job of that. But if you yeah. want to try that specific thing, it's not going to hurt because they're just, they're just sending a request. And yeah. whatever your most recent request is going to trump your other requests anyway. So... Right, but anyway, they had a um, a checklist, yeah, okay, of things that I thought was somewhat kind of interesting because the distance I have to my trip right now, you know, there's 53 things on this checklist, and 20 of them should already be checked off at this point. Okay, so I'm gonna try and run through them as quickly as we can. They recommend nine to 12 months before you go. Mm-hmm. First thing to do is a establish a budget, mm-hmm. which that seems like the logical first thing to do in any of these cases. Yeah, uh, I'm sure not everybody does that, but you know, have a have a number in mind of what you want to to spend overall, and you can actually hit that number all in one price before you even go. In some cases, if you especially if you do the dining plan. Mm-hmm. The only thing you'll have left is whatever you want to spend on souvenirs. So right. the second, the second part is figure out, huh? And tips, but yeah. And tips, yes. Yeah. The second part is figure out when to go. Um, right. Yeah. Which, that's always good. I personally, when I'm searching, I have been, I typically try to search for least crowded if possible. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to do nowadays, but. You know, they, they do have tools that, that show historically and what they anticipate. I always feel like any any date that I pick, though, no matter if it's supposed to be slow or not, it's like everybody else decides they want to go then, too. So <laughs> I just, I'm just, you, I might as well just give up on that and just you, choose one. You mean like five days after Galaxy's Edge opens? <laughs> Pretty much. And nothing, it doesn't matter what I do. I try to go during slow times and it's still, yeah. it just doesn't work out anymore. Right. It's worked out once or twice, but in general, it doesn't work out for me, whatever yeah. reason. Figure out where to stay, right. you know, begin searching resorts and stuff like that. 
Uh, brush up on discounts. Um, Disney releases discounts around the same time every year, although that seems to be fluctuating and changing some this year. Oh, yeah. Places like mousesavers.com have the discounts regularly, and you can actually sign up for a, uh email list from them if you would like. I will say this, if you've ever gotten into the whole renting points thing, which I've explored but I haven't done so far, my brother is actually in the process of doing that right now. Yeah. So we may have to get him on or we may have to discuss that at some point. Yeah, for sure. That That's interesting to, to know. Yeah. But what I was going to mention with the renting points is the uh, one of the ones that I've looked at that has one of the highest ratings is Dave's DVC Rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they actually have a mailing list you can sign up for in which they sometimes will send out last-minute deals. As a matter of fact, I got an email not too long ago about last minutes for this summer that end right around the beginning of August. Yeah. But they're usually they're usually devoted, uh, already, already devoted vacations, or they're already booked, in other words. You just have to pay for them. Yeah. Can you um, just describe what a DVC rental is in case somebody doesn't know what they are? Well, basically, it's a site or a place where, you know, you have people who are owners in the Disney Vacation Club who have mm-hmm. points. They they use they have a point system in which you use points to, like, say, for instance, you have 144 points for the year and you want to stay at a studio at Boardwalk, which is going to cost you 12 points a night, something like that. You know, it gives you, you, you have to, you use up the points based on how much, how many points the place you want to stay, uh, uses. Mm -hmm. So when you rent the points, you're, you're basically going usually through a third party. Sometimes you can do it directly from the, the buyer. Uh, they usually post stuff like that on boards and what have you. Right. But through a site like Dave's, you, it's like a third party between you and, the actual owners yeah. where they put maybe vacations that they have booked already up for sale because they're not going to be able to go or um, plans change or doing something yeah. else or what, they, for whatever reason. They just want cash. You know, they, some, right. Or they just, they just, instead of, they're not going this year, they, they want to, don't want to use them. They want, they need the money, you know, yeah, exactly. whatever. Right. So, if you go through this site, they kind they kind of look to see what people are renting or selling. Uh, usually, you can save room wise about half. I'll give you an example from what my brother just told me the other night. They actually have one in place that involves the Polynesian, but it's not as many nights as they wanted. They were only able to get three nights, but still, they were able to get a Lakeview Studio hmm. at Polynesian, and I want to say it's for the. It's for Labor Day week of September. So they did this, you know, four months away, which is, you know, yeah. it's unheard of to get to Polynesian, really, even wow. points for them. So, right. But they managed to get three nights, and it's only going to cost them a little over a grand for three wow. nights. At, And that's Lakeview Studio. Wow. So That is impressive. Yeah, so yeah. It, it cuts the cost just about in half if you're willing to do that. So, and the thing I was saying about the last minute newsletter, though, usually the ones that are involved in there, there's, there's availability at places like Saratoga and Oak Key West. Those are usually the main ones that they're going to have those deals for. Right. So, but you can be notified of them if you're, 
if you, you know, are kind of last minute or you don't really care where you stay, as long as it's going to be less expensive and still nice accommodations, those are actually good options to go with. Either one of those really. So, yeah. but going back, that was the discount sparks creating a, my Disney spirits account. If you've ever been before, you already have one, so you don't have to do that. This is for first timers basically. Yeah. Make preliminary hotel reservations, of course, which require a deposit. When they say pre- preliminary, meaning pick a place early on, that way you get the place you want. You may find you want something different later as discounts come out and what have you, the closer you get. Or you may decide you want to switch to another one because it's just a better deal or what have you. Just choose one early on. That way you know you're at least locked into that. So uh, investigate whether trip insurance makes sense for you. Uh, I will say this. I've never done it on trips to Walt Disney World, but I have done it on the cruise. Because I was almost in a situation with the cruise where I would end up have having to eat the cost of part of it. And um, ever since then, the insurance for it is totally worth it. I mean, I would include it every time. Mm. Um, I don't know so much about when you go to Walt Disney World. It depends on how far you're traveling. If you're just traveling as far as, you know, we typically do, you know, about a six-hour car trip, I don't really see where it'd be that necessary because it's very rare that I'm going to have to cancel it that close to that last minute. And you can cancel pretty close to time to go and not lose much. <laughs> so yeah, I think the most you lose a week out or so is your deposit. You might lose. Right, that's about it. So you know, depending on where you're coming from, flights and all that good stuff, that might be worth travel insurance. But if you're driving the distance, especially in the range that we talked about, I don't know that it would be personally. Uh, but the cruise, if you're doing a cruise, I would definitely get the insurance for that just because there's so many different variables that you may not even think of until it, it you know, comes time that you can't get back. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Right. And if you're not a U.S. citizen, make your family's passports and visa. Make sure they're in order down here. It also has order a free planning DVD, which I didn't know they still did it. I thought you just downloaded or watched them now, but maybe they do. Yeah, I haven't gotten a DVD since like 2015 or something. <laughs> right. I'd be interested to see how updated they are. Yeah. I'm sure they come up with them pretty regular, keep them up to date, whatever the video has. Because they used to be super tacky and weird. Oh, yeah. And now they're a little bit more like, you know, modern, modernized, I guess you'd say. Not as you remember dirty. way back in the day, oh, I'm pretty sure we have one of the original VHS copies of uh, mm-hmm. A Day at the Magic Kingdom and A oh, Day yeah. at Epcot. Yep. Those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. And they had the little family going through their little, and they would cut to like the record, the camera the cam. view yeah. Yeah, where it said record. <laughs> and yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember those. Yeah, those were actually pretty advanced camcorders for the time period that they filmed this the one you were using in the early 90s yeah it was probably what 1990 yeah. or 91 something like that the, when when i purchased the one that we got i think it was 92 oh okay and it was early but 90s. it was i don't know when it was filmed yeah yeah i knew it was early 90s all right so moving on to the seven to eight month before range uh it says get familiar with disney world restaurants because you know you're about to pretty much have to make 
dining reservations if you want some place, certain places. Get familiar with the dining plan at this point. If you plan to stay on property, you know, decide whether or not you think it'll actually save you money. We actually chose to do the dining plan this time just so I could say that I've done it before. And that way I can kind of compare what we did there versus not having it. I really still feel like when all is said and done, I'm going to feel like I'm better off not getting it. A lot of people, they like that idea of having the meals paid for. And if that's your thing, then, you know, go for it. I just don't feel like in its current form that it actually saves you any money. And you probably feel somewhat pressured to, like, make sure that you get your money's worth out of it as much as you can. So you you have to plan to the T where you're going to eat, you know, all the time. And I don't know. I, I've, I've done a lot of that planning part. I, I don't know that I like it still. I mean, we'll find out when I actually do it, but I don't know that I like it even now, even though I like planning. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause you just about, you know, like you just about have to decide, okay, this is what I want to eat like six months from now. I mean, really? Right. But I suppose I don't necessarily, I mean, I use the dining plan once and I still have, a couple of snack credits left over at the end of the stay because I just couldn't eat it all. So Right, when it was all said so you lost money. Yeah. A little bit. When it was all said and done. Yeah. Basically. So mm, I mean you have to be on top of it and I was not as on top of it as as I should have been, so I just think the regular plan, which is what we're doing, I think it's kind of ambitious to think that you're gonna do one table service per day because I don't think that I would always do that. Mm-hmm. I may average close to it, but I don't think I average exactly one table service per day. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just do, you? do um, not always, but just do a two, two credit dinner one night and you're done. Well, do we definitely signature. have one of those scheduled because we have Cinderella's Royal Table scheduled. So There you go, yeah. Um, let's see. All right, now check out the best days to visit each park is the next uh, step in that seven to eight month range, which is not, it's, you're pretty solid in that seven to eight month range because you're getting close to knowing what the hours are going to be closest. I mean, what they're going to be pretty consistent starting in that range. Four to six months out. Okay, this is kind of in the range we're in now, close to it. So they suggest uh, reviewing the attractions and shows for Magic Kingdom. Don't know that I would say that's necessary unless you're really a first timer. Then, of course, the other steps they have them listed night review the attractions and shows for each park. That's all within the four to six month range. Yeah. If you don't already know your way around, most definitely that would be part of your steps. This is not one that I would really um, look at at this point. Uh, however, this is a pretty good recommendation, especially if you are a first-timer. It says, make a list of must-see attractions in each park. And I actually have thought about doing something similar because, I, you know, having been, I've done things like, okay, which which attractions are like the ones that I feel like I need to hit each time that yeah. I go? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. The, and it, it's it's varied with kids, but... Go ahead. Right. I'm kind of in a weird dilemma with the trip that we're going in July. We're taking some friends of ours for their first time. 
but it's a mom with two kids that haven't been before and she wants to keep it a surprise for them that they're going and so to me it's almost like I would rather them know and 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 so we can do this kind of step of the must do's and figure out so we're trying to just assume like oh I think he'll like this and I think she'll like that so we're planning it that way but it's it's right. kind of it's interesting because there's both sides of that like the the reveal is going to be really cool because you know they're gonna wait to the last minute to reveal it when they get there basically and then uh, the other side of it is also fun because there's that anticipation of what you get to see and do you know you kind of get to imagine what this is going to be like and what that's going to be like so there's kind of two sides of that i think they're both kind of cool so but anyway we're kind of in that boat i i think I mean, as you were talking, it was kind of, I was kind of going over in my head a little bit of how I would how I would like to 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 play that out. I think that maybe if you're taking someone for the first time, yeah, maybe do one of those things where you it's getting somewhat close, so but not too close, like you haven't done things like you're still outside of 60 days you haven't done fast pass yet right mm-hmm. and you do one of those like reveals you know that say mm-hmm. this is where we're going type thing or you give hints and all this other stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah that way you do have the time to make those types of de- decisions before the time comes i would say that's probably better for the first timer I would think if you've already been and you just kind of want to just surprise them with where you're going, don't even tell them anything until the last minute because you already know what they like at that point. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. If you're going like for a second, like say a second trip, like you just start, you just pack up the car and go and don't even tell them, tell them where right. you're going. Right, yeah. Type thing. You can yeah. do that after they've already been and exactly. you have an idea. Right, so. right. So, yeah. So, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to talk about once we do that and just see how how that went by trying to keep it a surprise versus the other way around so we'll see right so of course the last step they have on here and this is remember this is within touring plans their last step is review our touring plans and which you know i actually have looked at them several times before to get an idea i think it's a good idea to start with one of them Mm -hmm. and maybe even adjust it on your own like you know you know, there's certain things on there that you're definitely not going to do, you know, scratch it out, you know? Yeah. So the 180 days before that's when you need to make your dining reservations, which I've already done because I'm past 180 days. Right. But you start making sit down dining reservations starting at 6 a.m. Eastern time online at the link above or at 7 a.m. by phone, which is interesting because I thought it was always 7 a.m. whichever one. Hmm. I had to check that out again one day just to make sure. But that's what they recommend here. And if you're staying at a Disney resort, you'll be able to make reservations for up to 10 days of your trip. So in other words, your first day that you're going to be there may have just reached 180 days, but you technically are going to be able to do all the way up to 190 days for that last day Mm -hmm. or or the or latest. If you're staying more than ten days, you get the first ten days at your 180 day mark. Makes sense. Yep. So, 
After that, it says uh, revisit the economics of the Disney dining plan. Um, basically, do this after you've made the dining reservations to verify it's still worth the money. And if not, you can just drop it from the reservation. Again, makes sense, right? You've already you've planned out where you want to uh, dine, and you look at it and you're like, hmm, am I, re am I really going to do this much? Is the dining plan going to be worth what I'm paying for it. Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest, after reading this, I'm kind of in that bucket where I'm like, Ugh. but I'm going to stick with it just for the sake of this show. Yeah. <laughs> and I can give right. the, so I can give about. the, the lowdown right. on it when it's all said and done. So yeah, you never know. It might surprise you. Yep. Now they do in this time frame. There's a couple of things that most people wouldn't think about. For instance, making reservations for theme park tours. If you plan on doing that, Oh, you yeah. do that at the 180-day mark. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, make, make reservations for recreational activities, such as boating, you can do at 180 days. I don't know that it's really required to do that, but if you want your pick of the times and, you know, like pick of everything, it might be a good idea to do it then. Yeah. I wonder if you had Same. golf, could you do 180 days like that? I wonder. That's recreational activity. I imagine it would be. So. Yeah, you just think that's so far in advance. For most tea times, it would be, but this is Disney we're talking about. Yeah, because so. if you don't want to be like in 2 p.m. when it's like 100 degrees, you want that right. morning tea time. I guess I, I'm going to say that's another thing on my bucket list is to play golf at Disney because I haven't done it. Yeah, me either. I, I've been wanting to for a while. It's just hard when you have kids to break away for four hours and do something by yourself. But You know what we need to do? We need to... In, in the near future, we need to plan one of our trips together, mm -hmm. and then our wives and kids can like be together for four hours while we're playing golf. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. Sounds like an idea. Uh, so I need to at least consider that. Yeah, that's definitely on my list too. I've been wanting to do that. Yeah. So uh, make reservations for spa treatments. Again, you can get them much closer to the actual time, but. If you want your pick of any time, any all that good stuff, right. if you do it 180 days, you're probably guaranteed that you're going to get something that you want, right? right? Yeah, like if Not it's just your, have to plan around. Yeah, if it's your birthday or anniversary, and you want a specific time, you know, on your birthday, you want to do a spa day on your birthday or whatever, you know, make sure you get it. There you go. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. It's good to make those reservations far in advance, although, again, it's another one you can get closer to it, but making it this far in advance probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, which reminds me, I might need to look into that uh, myself, just to see. Ah, good point. Uh, well, not, not, not for me, but... No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, it's for your daughter. Yeah. And uh, the, last, <laughs> the last one on that list is make reservations for theme park dessert parties. Ah, yeah. If you want to do that. Which I've not done one thus far. I don't know. They doesn't. They haven't seemed to me to be worth the time and effort. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. The incredibly expensive amount of uh, that yeah. it is for what you get. You know. Yeah, I just I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's there's an audience. I just don't feel like I'm in that audience. Yeah. So I like desserts. All right, eighty dollars worth of dessert. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's not it's not in it's not something that I could see myself splurging on. Yeah. Um. All right, so when we get to the 120 days before, which we haven't quite reached just yet, 
purchase your park admission. Well, if you've made a booked a package back when you did the room, you've already got that. Um, if you haven't, they recommend doing it in this time because it says do this at least this far in advance uh, because you'll find the best discounts with no bias, basically, okay. if you're looking for other discounts. Okay? Okay. Outside of... That's if you're buying them outside of Disney, Disney I right. would say, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Something like... I have purchased my tickets before from Undercover Tourist and saved a little bit of money. Yeah. So... Because Disney doesn't really discount tickets. Not not in the packages, for sure, no. Yeah, not really. And they, yeah, and I, they don't really do it at all, really. Yeah. The only way they discount it is if you're, you know, the, the price per day... Uh, is cheaper if you stay longer. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. basically. Or the new ticket system where you pick a day, is, if your dates are flexible, you can pick a day that starts out cheaper, and you know that's sort of your yeah. discount, I guess. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I guess It's probably making it more difficult on places like Undercover Tourists now. I don't really know, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It says, link your tickets to your My Disney Experience account. Again, if you've done a package, it's probably already there. But if not, you can link the tickets now at this point. Uh, look into stroller, wheelchair, and ECV rentals if you think you might need those. So at 120 days, they're recommending this. Uh, I think partially because they're talking about looking at third-party ones. Right. Because that yeah. could possibly save you some money. Yeah. And I would think last minute it may not be as easy to get what you need necessarily, depending on how busy it is and that kind of thing. You might have to shop around a lot more uh, to get what you need last minute, so. Yep. All right, now we're getting into the next phase, which is the 60-day window. Ah, yes. And the 60-day window, you make your FastPass Plus reservation starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you have your reservations, if you have something like a touring plan, it's a good idea to update that touring plan. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, just kind of rework your schedule yep. based on what fast passes you got. So, and just like the dining, I believe it's ten days out. So if you're at that sixty-day window and you're staying for ten days, you can book all ten days fast passes um, that yes. at seven a.m. So get on it. And I, I'll tell you what, this next one is something I bet not a lot of people think about, but it makes sense. Start a walking regimen. Yeah, that's actually a really okay. good tip. Yeah. It is. Get used to um, walking. If, unless, of course, you exercise on a regular basis anyway, you probably right. don't need this. But if you don't, kind of get into a routine approximately 60 days before that involve walking because you're going to walk a lot while you're there Yeah. anyway. So, you know, getting your body somewhat used to it, Yeah. you know, right. the the amount of distance that you're going to be walking while you're there is yeah. not a bad idea at all and if so. you're stuck in the house just turn your heat up all the way as high as it'll go <laughs> and just walk around the house for about four hours and you'll get what it feels like in florida and any, right. just about any time of the year so right so in, unless you um live like where we live for instance you could still just go outside the only thing you'll have to do is probably like i don't know like turn the turn the hose on uh so you get the the effect of the humidity right uh combined with the heat so sure yeah <laughs> get, the, get a sprinkler like a mister out that'll, yeah, exactly. that'll give you the 
That'll give you the effect, the full effect. Sure. <laughs> uh, if you decide not to go to Walt Disney World, okay, this is interesting. It says you have two weeks to cancel most Disney vacation packages, which we were talking about earlier, without penalty. So room-only reservations can be canceled without penalty until five days before your trip, six days if booked online. So you have, that's what we're talking about, the insurance part earlier. Yeah. Um, you have a good while to cancel, you know, your your room reservations if you just have a room only one, for instance, without it getting a penalty. So that's that's pretty close. I mean, we're talking a week before you go. Mm-hmm. Something comes up. So start your online check-in at 60 days. I got to be honest. I've hardly been able to tell the difference for most in most cases between checking in there and checking in online unless you know it works out with the room and they actually have it ready by the time you get there like they text you. Yeah. Um I, which does yeah. work most of the time. Right. It does. I like the online check-in. I I prefer using online check-in nowadays. Right. I mean, I I still use it every time. So, yeah. you know, I still put it in there. Yeah. I, I've only hurt. had the one time. Yeah. I've only had the one time that like it didn't work and it was Polynesian, which was mm-hmm. interesting because you and I both had the same experience. Same year. Uh, same resort anyway. Same resort, same year. Just a few months yeah. apart, I think. Yeah. So. Interesting. That I've not had that issue anywhere else, though. Yeah. The only other times that my room wasn't ready when I got there was Contemporary and Yacht Club, but they had a room that they put us in. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like I didn't get the text and go straight to my room. I still had to go to the front desk, but they still had a room within a few minutes, so it wasn't bad. In in recent years, I can think of, let's see, when the, the trips that I took... Twice, two of the resorts that I went to that I did I not didn't have to even visit the front desk for anything, yeah. the entire time, and um, so Riverside and yeah. Yacht Club. But Riverside, yeah. So if this is your first time, something I will definitely say is, when we stayed at Art of Animation last time and we did the online check in, we walked through the front door anyway just to see the resort because it was the first time we stayed there. And the line for the regular check-in was so long when we got there. If we had not done online check-in, we would have been standing there for 30 minutes to an hour before we got checked in. And we just literally walked right past the front desk and went straight to our room versus, you know, having to wait there. So the people who don't do online check-in, you're going to probably be waiting depending on the resort and depending on the time you arrive. Oh. Yeah. It could be bad. Yeah, I, I will say the the pros for it definitely outweighs any cons could possibly be. Because like I said, I've only had one time that I didn't get my text about my room before I arrived. Yeah. Um, unless you count me when we came straight off the cruise ship, but we were in the park and we got a text about what our room number was going to be and it was ready way earlier than I expected. We had really just done breakfast in like one other attraction by the time we got the notification that our room was ready. Yeah. So 
it's like they know where you are. I'm not trying to say that they track you with the magic bands, but that might be what I'm trying to say. Just right. saying. Exactly. They might be listening now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might be they might be listening right this moment. I have a magic band um, right beside me. Are they listening through that? <laughs> interesting. They they can, they might. Maybe. They might be tracking what you're doing now. <laughs> so forty five days before you're gonna want to customize and order your magic bands, which you may already have it tentatively set as yeah. well, but you're going right. to want to have that in, in line by that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you're using Disney's Magical Express or other travel reservations, you want to make sure you have those lined up. Take another moment to check availability if you want to switch resorts around the 45-day mark because at 45 days, other parties may have canceled, leaving their spots open. That's about the time frame that seems to be a good time to check that sort of thing. So keep that in mind Okay. if you want to change your resort and you might even get a better deal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. It's true. So we move on to the 30 days before final payments due for vacation packages. Final payment for room only reservations are just due at check-in. So there can be some advantages to doing just room only with Disney and then buying your tickets. Otherwise, like I was talking about through something like, undercover tourists or something like that. So there, there can yeah. be some advantages to these right. things. Yeah. It gives you an extra 30 days to save up if you were, you know, needing to for whatever reason, yeah. rather than having to have or it if, paid a month out. Or if you're kind of wanting to pay for things in, uh, increments, like I want to make sure I have the room paid for. Yeah. Then I'll worry about tickets, you know, that sort of thing, depending right. on how far in advance you're, you're doing this. Yeah. And it gives you opportunities to, to have it all, you know, taken care of so um off-site guests can make fast pass plus reservations at this point so if you're staying at a non disney resort which that that uh, the number of resorts that you can do this in have expanded greatly in anticipation for the upcoming events whether it be galaxy's edge or the 50th at the 30-day mark you also want to confirm park hours and kind of Finish preliminary touring plans, or if mm-hmm. you're going to do one, review it. And I would recommend this one anyway, and I have before, and they of course do it. Say download the touring plans mobile app because I feel like you're going to get the most accurate wait times on their app when compared to any other app. Arrange to stop delivery of mail and newspapers is actually on this list. That's um, not a bad tip because some sometimes you can have the post office hold your mail rather than having a mail full of junk when right. you get back so i'd say that kind of just all depends on what's your situation because what kind of neighborhood do you live in what you know is your neighbor checking things for you do you have a family relative that's you know taking care of that kind of stuff for you it just just all depends yeah. so i guess that still kind of is making arrangements regarding those things just mm-hmm. not the stop delivery part but yeah. I've done that many times with the mail when we go to disney or anywhere for that matter i'll have yeah. the mail held yeah. So check that you have enough prescription medication. Make yeah. sure you have stuff in stock before you go. That's a good, good point. And for those, I'm sure if you have these, then you will probably be thinking about this anyway, but arrange for pet or house sitters um, one way or the other. Yeah. I wonder if I should get it. I wonder if that's uh, worth it to get into the house sitting business. Like just, you know, <laughs> hanging out at someone else's house while they're gone 
Doesn't sound like a bad gig. If they, they pay, pay you for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I suppose. <laughs> Unless something bad happened and you <laughs> you were not... Right, now you're, you're to blame. Right, 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 yeah. All right, so two weeks before, this is a recommendation. I don't usually think about certain things for two weeks before, but these are a couple of things you might you might want to look into. Arrange for grocery delivery to your resort if you're going to be staying any length of time. Yeah. Uh, you would do that in the two-week range. Right. you got to pay that extra um, $6 now, though. Right, right. If that. you're flying to the U.S. from another country, for those of you that are listening from out of country, you want to complete the advanced passenger information and secure flight process at least 72 hours before your flight. Uh, you should be able to do this through your airline's website. Otherwise, make sure your travel agent has your information, and you'll need to provide the address where you'll be staying in the U.S. so that so have that information handy when you complete this form. Get your automatic Disney room request ready. Make sure your Disney hotel is added to your trip, and then check out the room views, which we discussed earlier, and select the room with the room view uh, tool because you can fit, configure a fax and they send that automatically at five days out. So even if you've chosen one and you decide you want to look for something more, you have time to look for something different, you have a chance to adjust what room you want to choose or look for all the way up until five days out. Okay? But I would say have it in place at this two-week range like they were recommending, though. Yeah, I like that. All right, we're getting really close now. Six days before, it's your last chance to cancel your room only if you wanted to. But why would you want to? Yeah. At this Ta-da. point. I guess if you had to. <laughs> yeah. There are circumstances uh, that can come up. <laughs> if you booked online, you have an extra day, pretty much. Uh, or if you booked via a travel agent, you could call them. Check out the weather in about the six days. I mean, you're if you look too far in advance, I got I gotta be honest. If you're looking at weather, say now for September there's a very good possibility you're going to see a lightning bolt and rain at some point during that because it's central Florida. I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's a chance of rain literally every day. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a matter of how high that chance of rain is yeah. that you want to look at. So, And with Florida, they come up quickly sometimes. Storms yeah, form. they can come out of nowhere. Yeah, and you just don't know. you got to look in all directions. <laughs> they're like, they're like an RKO. They yeah. come out of nowhere. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Be mindful. I guess for something like September, you might want to start checking, you know, is there a hurricane yeah. <laughs> on the horizon? You know, that sort of thing. If you're going in July, um, maybe buy some ponchos. Instead of buying the yeah. $15 Disney ones, buy some dollar ones from Walmart or wherever, Target or something. Yeah. There you go. Um. Also, six days before, they say, start packing, which that very rarely happens that far in advance at my house. But um, You mean not six minutes before you leave? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's about what we do. I think, I think uh, as far as trying to do this a little bit ahead of time, it just seems to never work out for us. <laughs> right. Neither I'm usually, here, yeah. yeah. I'm usually the one having to, like, get the ball rolling when it comes to that sort of thing, like the packing part. Like I have one time before, I have literally, because I really wanted to get it done so we could go, I have literally like 
had, my wife would be like sitting in the on the bed right there, and I would start like pulling her clothes out of the drawer and say, "This one, this one." You know, it's like, over. Do you, I mean, li- I've literally like pulled <laughs> pulled her clothes out and showed them to her. Do you want to take this this sort of stuff and start packing them myself? <laughs> right, uh, which is not typical, but right, I have right. gone that to that uh, uh, extreme before. Got so yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> four days before. Um, if you haven't already, once again, purchase uh, Memory Maker if you so choose to. Uh, we say do that at least three days in advance to ensure that all photos are linked as soon as you arrive. Okay, You may have already purchased it at this point when you were doing your package or what have you because they ask about it then. But um, you also get a $30 discount by purchasing ahead of time. So if you just haven't decided on whether or not you want it and you're right there at four days... Uh, that's that's the time frame you can still get that advance price, okay? Yeah. So. Yeah, good to know. And and what they charge for it, or what they use, what you get for what they charge, it's like one of the best deals that they have, truthfully. Yeah. Um. So I it don't is. know why you wouldn't get it. Yeah, because if you didn't buy Memory Maker and you wanted five photos they charge like fifteen dollars just to download one picture <laughs> so it's ridiculous so. like i say what you get out of memory maker versus yeah. what they charge it's totally worth it mm-hmm. totally and we have memory maker included in our annual pass and we do so many more photos now than we ever did with you know the different right. areas and we like i like it i like looking back over all of them now so yeah, yeah, so and it, and they make it especially neat now with the things like putting the video in at uh, Seven Doors Mine yeah. Train and Tower of Terror. Yeah, um, I wish they would add more. Yeah, they do. There's uh, other things uh, that do little cute things like Buzz Lightyear has a little animation thing they do, and yeah, uh, Slinky Dog has a video, stuff like that. So, <clears throat> so the day before you go, these are their recommendation recommendations for the day before you go. Uh, check into your airline online, airline online, finish Disney Resort online check-in if you haven't already, cancel any unneeded dining or babysitting reservations, and do one last check of park hours and weather just to kind of do, uh, uh, to have that in place. That's a good idea, yeah. So. I like it. That's what they have down for the day before. I think those are all pretty good tips. I follow them somewhat. I don't. I mean, some of this stuff I don't. It doesn't really apply to me, and some of it is stuff I just don't really think about. But actually, is good ideas to do. And uh, you know, I may pay a little more attention to this checklist. It's pretty neat to have this checklist if you, you know, are a member of uh, touring plans and you want to have a trip lined up like that. And uh, it's that's available anytime you add a trip in there. So if you add a trip, they, they, they automatically put this stuff in line for you. And in fact, uh, just to give another example of mine, the days that I, ha- that I have input, they have things like, you know, they have the estimated weather currently because you don't know what the, I mean, just to be quite honest, in reality, a 10-day forecast is just because people want it, and yeah. that's a 10-day one. It's pretty useless. It's not. Yeah, it's useless. Anything outside of three days, pretty much, is not going to be that accurate at all. Yeah. Um, so, 
Right. If they guess, if they just happen to guess correctly 10 days in advance, it was just that, a guess. Yeah. Okay. They had no idea. <laughs> Especially in Florida, it, it changes very quickly. Because honestly, I've done that where I looked at the forecast 10 days out and 9 days out, 8 days out, and it changes like dramatically from day to day in right. Florida. It's It's very inconsistent, so... Well, this is and this is just in general anywhere. Anything outside of three days is totally inaccurate. Yeah. If you look at it as a whole. Oh yeah. You can get an idea, like you know, I, I guarantee you. This says that the weather is powered by dark sky down here, but I guarantee you, what is showing me right now because it's four months away is an average of temperatures for September. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have it. it. Yeah, they have it all right around ninety degrees. I guarantee you, it's not going to be exactly ninety degrees on all these days. Yeah, and a low of seventy two is is not gonna. <laughs> that would, I don't know that that's gonna be accurate either. So, right. We shall see. Mm-hmm. It does have the crowds, you know, automatically on here and and by park. The way I have mine planned right now, I actually have some pretty low crowd days, in general planned. Um, Animal Kingdom is a three the day I have planned. Hollywood Studios is a six the day I have planned. Epcot's a two the day I have planned. And Magic Kingdom is a four the day I have planned. So relatively low crowds in general. That's one out of ten scale. Uh, so those are some of the slower times, mm-hmm. hopefully. Those are go- those are estimates. but Right. I think that six at Hollywood Studios, you know, with it being September the 10th, that's not too long after Galaxy's Edge. That might be a little ambitious to say that it's going to be that slow, but it may be still. Who knows? I mean, it could be, I guess. We'll see. I just, we nobody knows what, with that three extra, extra magic hours, it might help. Right. And let's just say it is a six. Let's just say that's accurate. That might even proved to be even better for the uh the 6 a.m right open yeah yeah and even still a six in toy story land is might it might still be a 10 in galaxy's edge but the rest of the park might be a six so right all i can say is i know i'll be uh solo no pun intended han uh yeah there's no pun intended there but I do. I definitely do plan on doing the 6 a.m. start okay. uh, for Galaxy's Edge. But the fact that it is a 6 a.m. start, I guarantee you I will be by myself. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, like I texted you, you'll probably be back to the room before anybody wakes up. Exactly. I, would, I, will, I will do that. That I could see doing just to get to do that and see Galaxy's Edge yeah. and... Uh, Smugglers Run in particular. I could see myself doing it just for that purpose. Yeah, that would be cool. Since there's only one attraction, if I can knock it out, maybe look, check the land out a little bit and then go back. Get you some blue milk on the way out. Yeah, maybe get some blue milk. Can you get that with coffee in it? <laughs> like coffee? <laughs> I don't know. So you can wake up? Is blue milk, is blue milk caffeinated? <laughs> I want blue milk in my coffee. <laughs> I wonder what color that would make your coffee. You know how it makes yeah. it kind of blonde with this. With They'd probably be like, right? what is this coffee you talk of? <laughs> in right. a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. yeah. Unless Ronto Roasters has some coffee beans that they discovered. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway. that's 
That's a little bit of a combination. I talk a little bit about about my upcoming trip yeah. as well as the planning aspect since we are still uh, within a lot of these days yeah. uh, planning on it. Like I said, I'm trying to stick to staying with all-star movies. I'm not going to look at the resorts. So I'm not going to, I mean, I'm going to try not to because I'm going to start thinking about all the things with the mods and the deluxes that I, I would really be advantageous and that I would really miss. But I'm trying to stick with going with a value just because I've never done a value other than Pop Century. Mm-hmm. I've never done an all-star. And um, I don't know. I want to stick it out and actually do this and <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah. And you probably won't get a discount for any other resort at that time right after Galaxy. At this Edge point, right, yeah. I actually got this one back when there was a discount. Right. Still, yeah. when it was still in existence. So they can't yeah. take that away from me. Exactly. <laughs> Unless yeah. you change, and so, then... <laughs> right. Anyway. Unless, of course, it gets closer, and they're like, oh, we have a, a $200 a night deal at Polynesian. Yeah, right, that's a dream. Right. Uh, if that ever happened, then yeah, I would switch. But that ain't happening. You couldn't even sleep so. at the bus stop at Polynesian for $200 a night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm. So... That wraps up this edition of Traveling with the If you would like, you can follow us and contact us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive Traveling with the Mouse merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com. And we have a website, which is called travelingwiththemouse.com. You can email us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. We have a giveaway going on as well for a Traveling with the Mouse water bottle. It's made of metal. If you heard that. Uh, so we're giving it away. Um, travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway to enter to win that. And we have a Patreon page if you want to help support the show financially. You can do that. Patreon.com slash podcast. So, for Adam, I am John. This has been Traveling with a Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. 